Hey, glad you can make it. And welcome to the Employee Cycle Podcast, where we talk to HR innovators, thought leaders, and even some disruptors about the latest in HR trends, HR tech, and you guessed it, HR data. Well, you've heard enough of me talking. Now let's start the show, 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 show. Hey, hey, and welcome back to the Employee Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Marable, CEO of Employee Cycle. And you know us, we're that HR dashboard company helping all of you HR people leaders who are tired and frustrated with the time-consuming and messy process of HR reporting. That's right. We know that most of you, when it comes time to trying to get a data-driven view of your workforce, you're pulling data from all these different systems, your HRIS, ATS, engagement, performance. And that's just a few of them. We know a lot of the times there's a lot more. And you're always wondering, why do I have to do it this manual way? Well, look no further. That's why Employee Cycle built your very own all-in-one HR dashboard with pre-built integrations to connect to all the most popular HR systems you're using out there. If you're using systems like Bamboo HR, ADP, Namely, Paylocity, Zenefits, Greenhouse, 15.5, Reflective, Lattice, you name it, we can automatically help you pull all your data into one dashboard so that you can view, share, track, and analyze it all from one place. Please go to EmployeeCycle.com, get a demo. We would love to learn how we can help you automate your HR reporting and analytics process. But that's enough about me and our company, because today we have a great guest. So please help me welcome to the show, Sylvia Piedra. She's the VP of HR at Goja. And today we're discussing how HR can support a fast-growing business. Sylvia, welcome to the podcast. Sylvia! Welcome. welcome. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here. And we're very happy to have you here. So, Sylvia, we're going to kick this thing off the best way we know how. And that's by asking you, how did you end up in the wonderful world of HR? Hey, yes, I started working in HR 20 years ago. I graduated from college majoring in human resources. So that's how it all started. I began in talent acquisition, so for the first seven or eight years of my career, I worked as a recruiter, and then I felt like I wanted to try something different, more into a generalist type of role. So that's how I started working for a small company that was dedicated to aesthetics, and it had operations in New York, Boston area, and a couple of stores here in South Florida. So that was really uh, the opportunity that allowed me uh, to, to move into, like, Uh, top leadership type of roles. Then from there, I went to telecommunications and it was a small um, or mid-sized private equity company that ended up being acquired and becoming public. And then like in any telecom company, lots of acquisitions and and there was a spin-off as well. And for the past six years, um, I'm sorry, six months, I have been the um, VP of HR, the head of HR for Goja, which is a great company. We are one of the largest Amazon sellers in the world. Awesome. Well, I'm sure that your company is very busy since people are looking to buy everything they possibly can get their hands on during the COVID and beyond, or during this pandemic and beyond. It is a great business. It is a great company. Uh, we're growing quickly and our growth, both in revenue and headcount um, goals for the next four or five years is, is very ambitious. So that's why I think that the topic that we're going to be discussing today, it's very relevant. And I have had experience from my current work, job, and from the, the telecom experience I had. Awesome. So Sylvia, to make sure that our audience knows exactly what we're talking about here, 
I would first like for you to define what is a fast growing business? What does that mean? How fast and growing fast? How? Yes, I don't think there's a prescriptive way of defining it, but I would say if uh, you have to look at the the short, medium, and long range, and and see what what does that mean for for the company you're in. So, for example, where we are right now in revenue, our plan is to grow like maybe uh, 400%, or if you have a company that has uh, headcount expansion plans that uh, could take you in the next year to doubling the size, it depends. Again, if you're a small company of 30 people and then you plan, okay, next year it's going to be 60, that may mean fast growth for that company. Well, for others, it may be different. But uh, it is out of the regular pace of any growth in any company. And it depends as well on the activity. So part of our fast growth is going to be because of inorganic growth of M&A. And that's how we are anticipating that we are going to reach those goals that I just mentioned that are very ambitious in the next four or five years. So I love this topic because this is really putting HR in the strategic seat. And what I would like to know is when you have a business that is looking to be on a fast growth trajectory and you have HR looking to support that trajectory, how early and where does HR need to start thinking about this process? Does the does the CEO come to the HR leader and say, hey, we're going for fast growth or you were hired for fast growth. I want you to come up with a plan. Is it here's the plan, but now I want you to support this from a human capital and talent perspective? How does that work? Where does it start? Yes, that's a great question. So it begins with the overall objectives of the company, and it is the CEO with leadership team and understanding HR, what is the ultimate goal? And again, I'm going back to that reference that I made earlier of the short, medium, and long term. And then HR coming up with a plan, and that plan is obviously going to evolve. Um, So the very first thing that a CEO has to ask is, do you have the HR team? Because there are many companies that are small and do not have yet an HR representative, or they have someone, but it's more on the administrative and transactional side. So you need to find, if you're a CEO, you need to find someone who's going to be who's going to have a seat on the table, who's going to be part of your leadership team, and it's going to help your company growth and support that growth from the people perspective. Obviously, you think about growth and it is, okay, headcount. How do we acquire talent? And then it's how you keep that talent, you manage it, and and you retain it. So when you are in a small company, you may feel tempted sometimes if you are going to experience fast growth to let's just settle for, okay, profiles, and or maybe you are not really focused on finding those top performers because in the way you're going to find that. But you have to keep something in mind first that great talent attracts great talent. So if you don't have great talent from the get-go, that's going to have a a result and an outcome in the near or or medium term. And then uh, the next thing is that you need to find a structure and put together the structure, its amount of people and quality of talent that's going to support that growth. And then in terms of talent management, it is similar in the way that you have to, from that great talent that you have, you have to develop it and help the talent grow with the company. And uh, in terms of retention as well, because you don't want people who started with you when you were small and have all that institutional knowledge to then 
leave after you have prepared them. And, and it's because maybe obviously you're always going to have some turnover, but w you don't want to have more than, than what you should. And uh, that's going to be through taking care of them through people management, development and compensation benefits and everything that we know, of course, recognition there as well. So it sounds like one of the main components to this strategy in the very beginning is around headcount planning, correct? That is correct. So when it comes to headcount planning, this is something that us at Employee Cycle are very interested in, especially as we're helping companies manage all their employee data to make workforce decisions. And so when it comes to headcount planning, give me a little bit of clarity and context around how you've went over, how you've thought about that process and who's involved. So the CEO and the leadership team will say, we want to hit X amount of revenue goals and or product goals or customer success goals, whatever those goals are. How involved are you in regards to leading the process versus supporting those efforts when it comes to looking to hire for all these different roles? It's both. You have to uh, co-lead and, and support the leadership team. And I say the leadership team, as I say other hiring managers, I'm just focusing on the perspective of a small to mid-sized company. So one of the first things that you have to do is identify which are going to be those critical roles. And uh, those are the ones that are going to be the most important ones, of course, for, for the sake of revenue generation and, and meeting the goals that the company has. So how much you have to be involved? And again, I, I repeat that you have to co-lead with your leadership team members and your CEO, and you have to support the efforts and your team has to support those efforts too. So let's just take sales, for instance. Yes. When, it, when it comes to looking to hire sales professionals, you as the HR leader, are you brought in to try to figure out capacity planning in regards to how that aligns with the goals? Or is it more for the sales manager or the head of sales to say, this is how many people I think it will take in order to hit our sales goals. And then now we're going to bring in Sylvia to support those hiring goals to meet those needs? Yes, in a sales organization, especially because there there is so much data and there should be in any other organization, not just sales. But if you think about, let's say, monthly recurring revenue, so you should have ratios as well. So if you know that, for example, a sales executive can manage five accounts and those five accounts are going to generate whatever, $300,000 in monthly recurring revenue, maybe that's going to be your ratio. It's going to depend on the capacity of that person and the duties of that person. So you think, okay, if we're going to bring five more clients and that's going to be a represent another 300,000, maybe we're going to need another salesperson. So that's a way to simplify how you do your workforce planning. And um, it can be based on data or, or other observations made by the hiring managers. You can establish your ratios within the, the area and get to know when you're going to hit that ceiling, when you're going to need more people. Also, you have to keep in mind which positions are scalable and which are not. In a small organization, there's a tendency as well of maybe having some positions that if you think three years from now, you either are going to have to uh, make that triple or, or maybe uh, even more than that. But is that role really something that you need right now? Are those responsibilities that can be absorbed by someone else or maybe 
cut through a, a process or a system. So that part is also important when you do workforce planning, consider scalability. Got it. So some of the things that we've seen when it comes to workforce planning is that companies have a really hard time trying to figure out in real time what are the needs. And so let's give an example. You have five salespeople today. You are looking to hire five more salespeople in the next six months. And so your recruiters believe that you need five salespeople, but then two people leave. And so now you don't need five anymore. Now you need seven because you need to backfill for the people that were already working with you. Okay. How do you manage that process in, in such a fast growth and fast paced environment? Because there's so many things changing. There's so many numbers that are changing. The data can potentially be all over the place. How are you solving for that problem so that you're always proactively filling in those gaps so that you're achieving your goals? Yes. One of the first things that any small to mid-sized company should do as well is establishing an, an employer brand, which is going to allow you to do the recruitment. So I say that because the direct answer to your question is you have to build a pipeline of candidates and you have to know which are those roles that are most difficult to recruit for and how many as well. Is it just a matter of one person in the role or one role in the company? Or is it going to be, like you said, five um, salespeople and then to leave and you have two more to hire? So um, the way that pipelining can be facilitated is when you have a strong employer branding in place. So you have your employer uh, or employee value proposition, and that's the way you can attract candidates. And there are many ways or channels to do it. So either you have an ongoing posting in any big job board or you establish networking and, and you are part of different organizations that allow you to tap talent. Um, or, or there are other ways like you directly do a, 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 a job requisition or a job posting in, in, I don't know, for example, LinkedIn is a powerful tool nowadays. So you can source, you can headhunt. But the key and the base for everything is just creating an employer branding that will facilitate the candidate attraction. People come easier to companies when they know what the company does and, and there's established reputation already. And so I want to move into another area which seems really important as a fast growth company, which is retention. Because as you mentioned, all these things are happening, is happening very quickly and you're doing a great job of attracting high-quality talent. The last thing you want to do is lose them very quickly. Of course, yes. But when you're bringing on talent so quickly, I'm sure that it's very easy for things to go missed. And maybe everyone might not get the, the most love and attention and care in regards to the onboarding process, which then could potentially lead to high turnover. And so how do you make sure that those things are not missed as you're trying to hire so many new people, but also making sure that you're taking care of your existing workforce and onboarding the people who you recently hired so that everyone feels the love and the care and the attention and everything that they need in order to feel like this is a this is a great place that really cares about them. Yes. So uh, there are a lot of things involved in, in that answer. So the first one, I think you mentioned it, it's the onboarding. And there are a lot of studies that prove that when you don't have a good onboarding um, process in place, then there's a high probability that 
people will leave earlier. So you have to have a solid onboarding in place. And, and sometimes smaller companies do not have or cannot afford the luxury of, of having something um, too structured. But it's about the work between HR and the hiring managers on ensuring that that person is onboarded in the role in a way that allows either you have a body system or a shadow system or for the first month, allow that person to go through different trainings and sitting meetings just to start absorbing the information. That part is important. Then you have total rewards. And total rewards is about how you compensate your people. That includes benefits and how you recognize them. So that recognition part is important for people to feel valued. Performance management as well. Uh, how you provide feedback to the team and how through that feedback you ensure that um, your your employees continue growing and also talent acquisition is not just looking outside is also looking inside what i have always encouraged is let's post first internally and see if we have any internal candidate that would like to um, apply to the role and is qualified and many times we find out that we have people inside the company who are interested in the role and if at the end, uh, for any specific process that doesn't happen, at least it gives the people the uh, the, the idea that they're going to be considered and they are being considered for roles inside the organization. So it's not just focus on your external talent and how to build that pipeline with people who are not working with you, but also how you build that pipeline internally. Work on succession planning so people know that they have a future in the company. Wow. You mentioned so many things. I can only imagine how difficult it is to prioritize, especially as things are changing so fast. So for our HR and people listeners, people leaders listening out there, how can you help them to decide what should they be focusing on at the right time? What variables or conditions in your business should help you focus on the most important thing? Because that seems to be a huge problem for a lot of HR leaders since things can be changing so fast. Yes, it has to be a complete alignment Alignment on, um, again, you have to look at the ultimate goal. So where do you want the company to be this year? Where do you want it to be in three years and in five years? And that way you're going to be able to understand which are the priorities. And that translates into the day-to-day, especially for small and mid-sized companies, to acquiring the right talent. That's going to be the base for what's coming during that growth stage. Got it. So let me ask you this. What's the hardest part of leading an HR team in a fast-growing company? Because it seems very challenging, especially as things are moving very fast, and I'm sure you can be pulled in a million different directions. It is challenging. Um, uh However, it is the first thing that you have to have in mind is your own structure within HR. So do you have the structure that's going to enable that growth and allow the rest of the company to grow? Or there are any changes you have to do, any additions, or do you have to tap into different talent? Also think, I'm a big believer, especially after COVID, that we can find talent everywhere. And that has opened the doors just to either distributed workforce or, or remote workforce. So um, that's a variable that uh, I would consider. And what skills and mindset should you have as an HR leader looking to either work in or lead an HR department at a fast-growing business 
versus a business that's more legacy or conventional and just steadily growing? Flexibility and adaptability for sure. So um, there are different environments and it depends where talent is coming from. But if you're not used to constant change, and nowadays all companies change, but uh, in these companies, the change can be day to day. So you can have an orchard today and that orchard is going to be dated already next week. So you have to hire people who do not only have the technical knowledge. That's easy to find. It's more of the characteristics that will allow you to evolve without uh, those people thinking that that it is a failure because it's not it's not really a failure. It is just that the natural growth of the company is going to uh, think or, or determine that certain things that were okay last month are not okay right now. Got it. And then my last question. There seems to be two different camps when it comes to believing that people can scale as companies grow. There's one school of thought where people believe that a lot of professionals are really focused or they should be focused on specific areas or stages of growth in a company because that person probably is good at a very small company or is great at a very large company. And it probably is too difficult for them to scale and to be able to bring all the skills and and everything they need to bring as the company grows. Then there's another camp and a group of people who believe that if you bring the right skills to the table, then you should be able to grow and adapt so that as a company goes from 50 to 300 to 500 to 1,000 employees, you still can maintain that position. And so I would like to end this interview in understanding how do you make sure that you can scale your role, yourself, your skills, your mindset, and everything about you so that you can scale as this company grows to continue to lead the HR department? Yes, it is related to the my previous answer. Is First of all, getting the right people in place in your organization, having the right structure, and ensuring as well that you're putting in place the right processes and systems. When you think about growth, you think, okay, there has to be a strategy, and strategy is very important, uh, but you have to look at the basics as well. So the basics are, do you have a, a talent management process in place that everyone understands and that you have socialized and people agree and have to have the chance to provide feedback on and ask questions about? Do you have a talent acquisition process, a recruitment process also that's standard across the board, so you're applying the same uh, criteria, either you have offices in Latin America or you have offices in, in the U.S. So um, that allows you to scale because that makes processes more efficient and effective and you don't lose so much time chasing things that could become chaotic. And the other thing that I mentioned are systems. So one of the things that we're doing right now is implementing a learning management system and that's specifically to address scale. That's the way that we're going to be able, for example, to record one of our sessions from the commercial team. And, and then whenever we have a new hire, we don't have to replicate that. And it can also be used as, for example, central repository. So all those things relate not only to the other areas, but relate to the role of HR. And that's how I can become scalable. I don't have, for example, to provide a training every time we have a change in the recruitment process. I could just go to the LMS, upload it, and it's going to be there. Sylvia, thank you so much for being such an awesome podcast guest. And I really appreciate you sharing your wisdom and knowledge and experience 
around this topic of HR supporting fast-growing companies because there's a lot of HR leaders out there that would really love to learn how to become better at this. So thank you so much for being on our show. So, Sylvia, where can people find you and Goja online? You can find Goja www.goja. That's g o j a dot com. And I am in LinkedIn. You can look for me at Sylvia S I L V I A Piedra P I E D R A Piedra. Awesome. And we'll be sure to include all that contact info in the show notes. So for all of you that enjoyed this podcast as much as Sylvia and I did making it, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes and leave a, nice, leave a nice note in the comments because it shows that we're providing great content. Also, if this is your very first time listening to our show and now you're hungry for more episodes, please subscribe to the Employee Cycle Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the major podcast platforms. And last but not least, all of you super awesome HR and people leaders out there, Please continue to hire, train, and retain the best workforce possible. Thanks. Later, kids.